Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for our Pearlside Small Group Leaders podcast, where we help you as you lead your small groups. This week we got the gift of friendship. I'm really excited about this one. This is something I think is so needed, yeah. especially right now. And Pastor Billy is going to get us started on the main thought. Yeah, if you take a look at the main thought and passages, it says, In this broken world, we need a revolution of biblical friendships. The gift of friendship can offer hope and healing to many amid life's challenges and the mental health epidemic causing pain and violence worldwide. Scripture discusses the importance of biblical friendships. I think the main thing here that we understand is that we are dealing with a mental health epidemic in this mm-hmm. country and around the world, really. Yes. I just read a, read a report that said one in four young adults seriously contemplating suicide uh, because of the pandemic. I mean, just think about that for just a moment. One in four young mm-hmm. adults. Um, and that, that's a massive crisis. Right. Not, you know, suicide is continuing to climb as a leading cause of death among all age groups, you know. And uh, I think this is something that we need to be concerned about. And as a result of that, we really should be emphasizing our need as Christians to be friends to people. Agreed. And to, we need a friendship revolution in this country and in this world to help stave off these types of crises. And, and mental health professionals will tell you, you know, um, we need relationships. And yeah. it is the relationships and the friendships that can often bring healing uh, where a lot of these crises would persist. Right. And I think we need to be reminded of what relationships and friendships are, because especially in these past three years, mm-hmm. being forced into an online space, right. Facebook friends, social media takeover, TikTok followers, whatever it is, I think sometimes we've we've thought we've had friends yeah. But we don't and we're not having the deeper conversations and the face to face and the intimacy that actual genuine relationship brings. Yep. And that's why it's so important for us as a church, as we have genuine relationship with God, mm-hmm. that we bring that to others. Well, I mean, and furthermore, we were told to stay away from one another, right? right? Like stay in your bubble. Because you if, might kill me. Right? Yeah. But yeah. what if your bubble is not a good, safe bubble? Oh, so right? What if your bubble is so dysfunctional? True. And now I can't be in the room with my friends because they're not in my bubble. And so mm-hmm. we were just trained over the last two years yeah. to basically we, we were untrained our in how to have relationships changed. yeah, yeah so we need changed. to be intentional retrain ourselves yeah. get back out not just for ourselves but for the people around That's us right Right. I mean, again, thinking about all these shootings and crises and crimes. I mean, what if these lives could have been intercepted early with loving friendships that point them to Jesus? Right. How many of these crises Mm -hmm. and drug drug addictions and all these things could be prevented? And that's really the heart of our church. You know, we want to reach young people before they get on drugs, Mm -hmm. before they become homeless, before they X, Y or Z. Right. We want to reach people. Right. You know, early to stop these kinds of things and prevent things from getting worse. So, you know, we talked about that throughout the sermon this week and just the importance of friendships, a bunch of principles behind Mm -hmm. biblical friendships and and why that's important. So as you reflect on the weekend sermon and the main thoughts and passages above, what is the Lord highlighting to you and why? What, What would you say there, Michelle? Yeah, I really like that true friends are few and stay close while acquaintances are many and remain distant. And this is not to say that acquaintances are bad, mm-hmm. right? But the thought that, do I have true friends? Do I have a few that really know everything right. amidst the many that I have that are at a distance? Mm-hmm. And I ha- if I haven't had a deep conversation and or at least had someone ask me how I feel and actually let me say it and wait with me until mm-hmm. I can express it, then I'm a little challenged in that space and I have to realize I might not be in a healthy relational space. Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I, I did my doctoral dissertation on relational discipleship mm-hmm. and, and one of the main things that I, I discovered was it is relationships that change us. Mm-hmm. But if we don't have those relationships, right. what do we do? Right? Right. We, we, we get stuck and we devolve into all kinds of negative things in our soul. Um, and so we need 
healthy friendships, right? Yeah, and that's why small group really yes. helps bring us back to this principle mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we have a guide that asks you questions about what's going it on. It forces you to be it transparent. It forces right? you to be transparent, yeah. which I always say to people, small yeah. group, if there's anything in small group that's different than just a friend group that I've had growing up, is someone's asking me deep questions that are biblically founded mm-hmm. to have me reflect on myself, my relationship with God, and my relationship with others. And one another, you know, and mm-hmm. we get to, it forces the conversation to go deeper that's true right. like you know i, I you know i, I kind of hate small talk like i just <laughs> it just drives it, it, it i mean i'll do it because i know we need to but but i just get tired because i'm like i'm using energy to talk about billy's nonsense. an introvert yes i'm an introvert <laughs> and, I, and i and i realize as i'm getting older i have a lot less energy than before my billy words has three children I'm, yes and my words are shrinking and so anyway i, re, I realize i want to get to the meat of stuff and talk right. about what's really going on in life and i love doing that and the small group gives us an opportunity to do that right. you know one of the things that really stands out to me from this is is uh, we form friendships through co- uh, consistent right. connection. I think that's so true. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, I read a study when I was doing my research that it, it, it takes about 57 hours of face-to-face interaction to turn a casual friend mm. into a close friend. Right. And it's those close friendships that change us. That's mm-hmm. what science tells us. And I did the math on that. If you have an hour to an hour 15 every single week, that's about a year right. of coming to group every week that you can go from being a casual friend right. to a close friend to now where we, we mean something to one another. We're shaping one yes. another. We're affecting one another's life. And to me, that just reminds me, that's why we got to go to group every week. Right. <laughs> you know, like a lot of the guys in my group, I've only met a couple of years ago, but after about a year... I feel like we're pretty close friends now. And, and talking think, about this deep stuff, right. and you get close fast. And we have to, I think, pause and reiterate that when we begin small groups sometimes or at the end of small yeah. group, just to remind them that, man, you know, thank you so much for coming. Mm-hmm. This is so valuable. It's not just something th- for you. Oh, there's something you have to do. Or you have to do right. to be a Christian. But thank you for coming and, and investing in yes. relationship. Because I receive from you, I hope you've received, right. and we're giving and we're receiving mm-hmm. from each mm-hmm. other, and this is going to help us, right, to grow closer in intimacy with God and others. Yeah. And so pause in your small groups, thank your people for coming, really celebrate their consistency, and then encourage them, hey, let's help get the other members yeah. that aren't here, that That's maybe right. don't see the value or don't have the connection we have yet because they haven't been consistent, mm-hmm. and let's encourage them to be present. Yeah, you know the sad thing, you know, just statistically, when you look we look at our, our church and our small groups that we have a lot of people that just don't come every right. week, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, we, we care about not just their attendance, but right. their spiritual formation. Mm-hmm. And what we realize is that you're not going to get formed spiritually if you're not coming consistently. Right. So small group leaders, you know, we, we challenge people, we encourage people to be in group every week for that reason, because mm-hmm. we know that it's going to take time for these close friendships to build so that discipleship can take place. And that's not going to happen if we're coming once a month. Right. Or it's not going to happen if you come in, you know, even twice a month. It's going to take two years for mm-hmm. close friendships to build mm-hmm. if these numbers hold true. And so we need weekly in, weekly uh, attendance so that we can develop these friendships right. that will then lead to discipleship. Right, and move beyond just a small group meeting. That's right. Right, and so and I also love it, just the other truths that he, um, uh, that through our sermon that we discussed, deep in friendships through sensitive truth-telling and encouraging counsel, that sensitive truth-telling yeah, because it's out to. of love, right? Counsel of the word and the spirit, preserving friendships by respecting boundaries. Yeah. This is something 
something I think for leaders, I want to encourage you really pray through and ask God, what are my healthy boundaries in leading this group and building relationships? Mm-hmm. And be an example of that to those around you so mm-hmm. that you know that you don't have to carry the world on your shoulders yeah. and make sure everyone's okay. But you need to really lean into the Holy Spirit, you know, consult your coach, your LG pastor, and really learn the healthy boundaries um, that will then help your group members yeah. to know healthy boundaries as they continue to reach out to others yeah. that are having these depressive, you know, um, uh, issues and anxieties and marital issues and different things. Because I think without healthy boundary, you, you could veer off. Sure. But, you know, going back to truth number three, I, I just think, you know, that's the other part of our small group discussion where we, we're telling truth, we're sharing deep mm-hmm. things about ourselves, hopefully, and we're also able to counsel one another yeah. with the word, you know, the word, you don't yes. have to have a counseling degree. And in fact, we don't, we actually don't, I don't like the word, you know, counseling because we don't counsel right. people. It's like coaching them. Yeah, it's, well, it's pointing them back to the God. word. The word is our counsel, right. right? And we're pointing them back to what the Bible says and what, where the discussion is leading us. But it's in these settings that we can tell truth, right? I mean, because we've all been out with our, with our, with our friends, you know, at, at dinner or whatever whatever, and, and you don't want to be the one that bums everyone out with a, a deep problem, right? Everyone's I just, do. No, I'm yeah, just joking. Everyone's <laughs> laughing and talking about fun stuff, talking about movies, and you go, oh, man, I'm, going, I'm really going in. through something right now. Can you guys, you know, counsel me or, or listen to my deep pain? Like, you don't want to be that Debbie Downer. But in the small group, it's a safe space where we're here for that reason, right. to encourage one another with the word, with what we're going through. So I think that's really, really important. Let's move to question number two here, because this is that application point, mm-hmm. right? How is God challenging you to be a friend to someone right now? What practical steps can you take to be a godly friend to them? Yeah, and I think this is where we really want to push our people outward, mm-hmm. right? Because he- the point of healthy, godly relationships is not so that we're good. Right. It's so that we can express right. who God is to others that don't have yeah. healthy, godly True. relationships. Yeah. And so it's so pivotal right now mm-hmm. that we engage our communities, that yep. we engage our neighbors, that we engage the parents at our kids' sports games, right. that we engage our coworkers in the lunchroom and not just ignore them and just focus on ourselves getting Absolutely. healthy. I, You know, there's whole like self-care, 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 yeah. so much so that it's so inward, you're not yep. even looking up and <clears throat> seeing that outward expression. And you don't really know if you're healthy until I think you give it away. Absolutely. You know, I, you know, just on a personal note, I always share this, you know, I, when I would go to my, my son's sports stuff, you know, I'd just kind of sit in the back mm-hmm. or sit in my car until practice is over. And God really challenged me to get out and start building relationships with these other parents. And now I would honestly say that these people are my friends. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I had a revelation the other day at one of the games, like all these people I would call friends. Right. I, after the course of about a year, we see each other maybe, yeah, maybe an hour a week mm-hmm. at least, right? So there you go. After about a year, I'd say, man, these people are friends. We yeah. went on a, uh, we went to a tournament together on the mainland, and after that, yeah, I would say these right. people are friends, you know. And and um, but it takes effort to do that, it does. you know. And it I realize that I'm I'm praying that these friendships, and I'm working on these friendships becoming mm-hmm. an opportunity for me to reach out to them, and invite them to church. We've already had one family come to our church, um, but I realize it takes time. Yeah. And so maybe you're where you're at right now. You're saying I don't have friends that are non-Christians. Well, it takes time. You need to get out there every single week. And be get out of ourselves. Right? Being consistent. Caring, you know, last night one of the kids got hurt in a game, and uh, he was sitting on the side after the game. And I went over. I don't know this kid. I never. Mm-hmm. I met him maybe once, and uh, and the dad was standing there. And I just said, "Hey, are you guys okay? How's he doing?" You know, and, mm-hmm. and I took an interest in the. Right. I said, I'm, 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 "We're pr- praying for you. Hoping you know you get better soon." And I got to chat with the dad, and I realized it took effort to do that. I did. I didn't really want to, but I realized this is an opportunity yeah. to show care to this family. Yeah. 
And I could tell they appreciated that. Mm-hmm. You know, little things like that build. And I'm looking forward to tonight. We have another yeah. game tonight and tomorrow and every day to, to continue building these friendships so that it can turn into right. hopefully evangelism and discipleship. Right. So if you're a small group leader, if you're a part of the tripod, you're an assistant, I want you to really think about what are the relationships that you're making outside of the church yes. relationships you have and come ready to share, share about yeah. that to your small group. So for, for me, I'm coming to share about our neighbors that just mm-hmm. moved in from this island I never even heard about. <laughs> but we just served them. Uh, they didn't have a car. They didn't, you know, couldn't get around. So we just, we let them use our car. We, yeah, great. We cook them dinner we go over for dessert we just hang out our kids you know play together it's not i'm not in their lives every single day but when god opens up the window yep. i'm available i'm there we're consistent we're building a friendship yep. and i'm believing god through prayer so you know watering that seed that's been planted yep. and believing god to bring the increase and and believing god to see them yep. you know as believers and at the right time god will give us that opportunity exactly. to, to what do we always say tell me your story right and we listen and then we can i pray for you and then right. can i share and then eventually we'll get to share our story right. with them, which is the gospel exactly. story. Exactly. And so we know, leaders, we know that it's the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony that overcomes the world. And right now, the world is ravaged by anxiety, depression, all of these things. Our, our neighbors, our coworkers are, are being engulfed with these things. But we have the word of our testimony to encourage our people to go out and do what we are doing and really be that light to the world. Let's go and make that difference amen, this week. Amen. So leaders, thank you again for all that you do. And this is this this week would be a great opportunity to remind all of us mm-hmm. to be friends and to take those opportunities to develop these friendships that can eventually turn into gospel conversations that will eventually change people's lives. But let's be a friend, make a friend, and invite someone into our groups and into our services so that they can encounter the love of Jesus. Thank Amen. you guys.